Hello, my friends at Brady Middle School. This is the very first episode of my tech podcast, which I will lovingly refer to as Your Tech Tidbit. I will try to get up one per week for you, and hopefully it'll just be something that you didn't know, something that you can use in your classroom, something that maybe you're scared to use in your classroom, but you are willing to try something that you've done in your classroom and that you think you can do better or something that you've done in your classroom that I'm talking about and you're like, wait a minute, I can do that better than she can. If that happens, please shoot me an email. Um, Come see me, let me know. Hey, you mentioned this on your podcast. I've actually been doing that in my classroom and try it this way. Um, I would love to let the staff know what's going on, what you're doing in your classrooms. Speaking of, I would love to do some interviews on this podcast. I would love to get some of you in the studio. It's not a studio. It's me talking to my computer. Let's be honest. But I would love to get you sitting next to me talking to the staff about what's going on in your room. So I will have a Google form available on my Schoology page, and you will be able to sign up anytime you want. Come in, tell me what you're doing. Let me pick your brain a little bit and share what's going on. I went back and forth about whether or not to do this as a podcast or to do it as uh, a screencast or, or some kind of video, but I think podcasts are great. Uh, you can use, you know, put it on your iPod, you can listen to it in your car. How many of you want to hear my voice while you're working out or running? I know so many of you. No, but really, I thought this would be a really realistic way to get you to listen. We get so many emails and so many things we need to do in front of the computer. I thought this would just be a great change of pace for something you can put on in the car quickly and uh, get get an update for the week. I'm going to try and do these podcasts towards the end of the week so that it's something that I can talk about that I've tried recently or that I know that somebody tried in their classroom and kind of a, what's been going on this week, a real tribute to what's actually happening in our classrooms. And a lot of times it will just be something that I want to try. So really appropriate that the first episode for this podcast is going to be about Twitter because really I get a lot of ideas from Twitter, a lot of things that I want to try, a lot of things that I have tried, a lot of things that I just really learned and I think that a great place to do all that is is to go to Twitter. So let me start out by explaining a little bit about what Twitter is. I'm going to guess that most of you know, but we're going to kind of pretend here that we're all beginners. Twitter is that little blue app with the little white bird on it. Um, And it's another social media app. It kind of came around a little bit after Facebook. It really is for posting quick snippets. Uh, You cannot post more than 140 characters, although I believe there are some apps that you can get that allow you to post an extension or or a longer tweet, but I've never done that. I use Twitter as it's supposed to be used, a way to get a quick quick word out there, and I, I think that's the best way to use it. Twitter is great because it's available on all platforms. Um, I know Android phones and Apple, Apple devices, iPads, iPhones. Uh, you can use it on the computer and whatnot, so it's very universal, very accessible. And Twitter is used by celebrities. I believe Barack Obama has a Twitter. I have most, like I said, most athletes and celebrities. And most importantly here for what we're doing, our students are on Twitter. And they're using Twitter for a variety of reasons. So if they're already on it and they already know what to do with it, then 
I think that it's time for us to learn what to do with it and to start using it in our classroom. The beauty of the 140 characters is that it doesn't take very long. In fact, I think you'll find a lot of times that what you think is less than 40, 140 characters is not because that includes words and uh, comma, period, exclamation mark, all that kind of good stuff. So a great quick way to get a word out about about anything that's going on in your classrooms and very user-friendly, very easy to figure out, takes you through the process of signing up in a matter of seconds. So it's not something that is difficult or that people who are a little bit hesitant about technology could not figure out. I am somebody that in my personal life likes pop culture, I like recipes, I like to know what celebrities are doing. I like to follow a lot of the sports people in town and, and know kind of what's going on in the city, but I keep all of that separate. I think that it's uh, that account especially. I follow some friends, and I keep that one locked. You can search for me and find me on there, but you, you can't follow any of my tweets. Um, and I think that's important. I think it's important to you know, have things that you're interested in, but, but kind of keep that separate. So what I've done is I've created my own Twitter handle, that's what it's called, and I use that one just for things that happen at Brady. So it's Mrs. Draws underscore BMS, and I allow anyone to follow me, and that's because I keep my content totally clean. I have some parents that follow, administrators, other teachers that I follow and that follow back. I have some people in the industry that follow me, so it's really important that I keep that that Twitter handle clean and free from any content that would be inappropriate. One of the main reasons that I decided to sign up for Twitter was actually from a colleague that uses Twitter and I followed her on my personal one for a while before I opened up my own and I saw the things she was doing and I saw the things she was tweeting about and I realized that and for some of you this is really going to hit home it's not really more work it's just a matter of putting what you're doing out there for people to see and so going with kind of my I'll try and number these for you so you can kind of see how quick and, and easy it is and yet effective my number one reason that I think you should all get a Twitter account is because it connects you with parents parents just and especially for those of us that teach at the middle school they really go from Moreland and from the elementary school to the class parties and the cupcakes and the newsletters and, and middle school really becomes its own entity where they're they're disconnected from their students and they really don't know what's going on in their classrooms. Of course there are parents you know that that contact us a lot and that do but there really are a lot of good parents that I think appreciate just simply knowing what's going on. And the benefit of having those media release forms is that it's okay for us to put, you know, a picture of what's going on in their in their in our classrooms on Twitter. Um, by allowing parents in, I think I don't think there's anything to be afraid of. I think you're only posting content that's appropriate. I think you're only posting the best of what's going on in your classrooms. Not only can you be posting about, hey, this is the project that we're doing or hey, this is what's coming up in the next week. It's a great reminder. Uh, can you please remember parents, students, everybody that our field trip forms are due on Friday. Or, hey parents, can you, there's a big science test coming up, can you help your, you know, help your kids to study tonight? So I think that, that Twitter can be a great way, easy way to connect with parents and, and invite them into your classrooms and let them know what's going on. And I think that makes them 
have a little more trust in you as an educator and, and get to know you as well. So I really recommend if, when, I'm not going to say if, when you create your Brady Middle School Twitter handle that you really do allow it to be open to the public and you do allow parents to follow you because I think letting them in is going to really change the things that they get to see and the respect they have for you in the classroom. My second reason that I think you should create a Twitter account is to keep an eye and connect with students. Let students know. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to follow you back if your Twitter is open. And that's a key for them to keep it clean. Let them know that you're on Twitter, that you expect them to use social media appropriately, if, especially if it's going to be connected with school. And I think that it keeps them accountable and it lets them know and lets them see that social media can and will be and is used for educational purposes. Yes, they can have, they can do the same thing. They can have a personal account that's locked and they can choose what they want to do with that account just like you. But if they're going to follow you on, account, on an account that's open, let them know that they are now being held to the same standard that you are, which is everybody can see the content that they are, that they're putting up there. So I think aside from helping to remind them of, you know, hey, this project's coming up or this is what's going on, I think you're also kind of teaching them a lesson on um, social efficacy and how wide open the world is and if they're going to put themselves out there, then it needs to be appropriate because they're putting themselves out there for the world to see. And that's, you know, the world wants to see the best version of themselves. Tying right along with that, no, reason number three, now that you've got the parents connected and now that you've got your students connected, uh, you're connected to the community. I follow, like I said, several other colleagues. Uh, Brady, I'm sorry, Orange, the district itself, we have a Twitter uh, for the whole district and the whole community, and simply by retweeting, which means taking a tweet that someone else has written and put out there, you can retweet. So it's like a copy and paste almost. You're just retweeting it to your followers. You're showing your followers. For example, when the new library was being built, retweet about the new library. If there is a uh, sporting event, if there is a play, if there is anything going on in our community that you think is worth sharing and you want people to know about it, to know about it, then you should be putting it on Twitter. I am in charge of Power the Pen, I'm in charge of web, so absolutely you can bet that any of those things will be on Twitter if I need to remind people about it. There are a lot of clubs that for whatever reason at Brady, people just don't know about or don't know the things that, that they're doing for our school and for our community. So I think it's especially important that we are letting our community know the things that we're doing in our building and we're giving attention to all kinds of clubs and all kinds of activities, especially right now. Obviously the reality of the situation is that we're trying to get a new building. So let's show the community what we're doing in our building and welcome them in so they can see, wow, these are teachers that are passionate and these are teachers that are, do things, are doing things with our students. Uh, we want to support them and give them the things that they need. So it's just a way of of sharing the best things that we're doing. Speaking of the best things, the number four reason, I feel like Dave Letterman, the number four reason why you should sign up for a Twitter account um, is it's an amazing professional learning network or PLN. 
I have come across so much amazing content because education is taking over Twitter. And the people in our field that are making a difference, that are changing children's lives, that are changing classrooms, guess what they're doing? They're tweeting about it. And it's free and it's quick. And you can get on there and you can follow, if you're interested in standards-based grading, follow Rick Wormley. If you are interested in language arts and you want to input the 40 book challenge, follow Donalyn Miller. There are educators out there that are honing their craft and they're honing their craft on Twitter for you to see and be a part of it. I have actually gone out in and met educators that I've connected with via Twitter. We formed a little tech group and I meet with them once a month and the only way that I ever would have connected with these people was, was via Twitter and they are inspirational and they're doing things in our classrooms that I can't wait to be doing. And again, all, all because of Twitter. And you don't have to go anywhere except your phone or your computer and take five minutes and, and learn more ideas than you could possibly know what to do with. Sometimes I get off Twitter and my head is exploding because I can't possibly fathom an idea that someone shared that was really so simple and yet I can do easily. And all because I, I spent a couple minutes on on my app, which I probably would have been doing anyway. So wonderful, wonderful way to create a PLN and, and to connect with others in the field or, or others outside of the field. If you're a science teacher and you're really looking to put some more um, STEM-focused lessons, go out and follow some engineers. Go out and follow some architects. Go out and follow people in that field that are going to help you teach your students. So I, I really, really encourage you. That's how I started with Twitter. I started it just simply for a PLN and got comfortable with tweeting and retweeting educational things and, and who I want to follow and who maybe is really just um, looking for ads or for uh, mentions so that people will buy their content. I won't put any names out there, but I already have stopped following a couple companies out there that claimed to be tweeting things of educational value that, that really turned into just tweeting things because they wanted people to buy their programming, which, hey, that's reality, right? But um, that's how I started. And and my, you know, my PLN has really grown. And that comes to my next reason, we're on number five of why you should have a Twitter, and that is using a hashtag is just like a number sign, a dial sign on a phone. And it is a way to create a whole discussion, a whole debate, a whole anything you want it to be using one simple phrase or one simple topic or in Twitter language, one single hashtag. Um, a very easy one in the field of education would be hashtag EdChat. It's very popular. You want to know anything, you just search hashtag EdChat, and anybody that has created a tweet that had to do with that topic will have added that hashtag onto the end of their tweet. And you can learn a variety of things from Twitter just, just by searching the hashtag, just by creating your own hashtag, or by searching one that is out there. A great thing to do for a lesson would be make students tweet and in their tweet, they have to include a certain hashtag. For example, let's say you are teaching the water cycle. The students could be doing research and putting out informational tweets and then putting the specific hashtag that you give them. For example, hashtag water cycle BMS Mrs. Draws. 
I can search that tag and I should hopefully see 25 kids in my class that have all tweeted something informational, something that they've learned, a question, whatever the topic be, you know, and now you've created a whole lesson simply, simply using the hashtag. So I think, I think there are a lot of good hashtags out there. I think there are a lot of, you know, let's be honest, there are a lot of silly ones that people are using for, for fun or for sports or, you know, if there's a big sporting event, um, you know, the Cavs, hashtag all in Cleveland, there were millions of those. So it's almost creating a social, political, educational revolution just by creating a hashtag. So, hey, you're part of something, something super neat. Last thing on my list for why you should create a Twitter goes right along with creating a hashtag, which is using it as a project. In language arts this past year, we had a book club that was just for our accelerated students and we wanted to give them a project that was real and that was fun and that was engaging and that they could completely do on their own. So we had each student create a Twitter account. Um, you can have multiple, I should have mentioned this earlier, but hey, it's coming up now. You can have multiple Twitter accounts attached to one email. So for example, my one email includes my personal Twitter account and my school, my public Twitter account. So all a student would have to do is using their school email, they could create their Twitter, you know, they could create as many Twitters as, as they would like for your project. I'm not sure if there is a number of Twitters you can create out there. See, good question. Somebody help me, correct me. How many Twitter accounts can you have? I don't know. So please tweet me. Yay, create a Twitter. Tweet me and tell me the answer. But getting back to the project, you could have your student easily create a, a fake Twitter account for a book character. For, for our purposes, we were reading Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, so students had to choose a character that they were going to tweet from their perspective for the entire novel. Uh, they had to tweet, I believe it was 25 tweets for the whole novel. They had to have, and I apologize, I don't remember the, the exact number for this one, but they had to have a certain amount of retweets, and they also had to have a certain amount of tweet discussions between other characters. So what a great way. We assessed all kinds of knowledge just through the use of the Twitter. We assessed their understanding of characters. We assessed their understanding of the novel. We assessed their ability to have a solid discussion with peers and with teachers. We assessed their ability to create and answer thoughtful questions. So we were able to do so much and understand so much of what our students understood through the use of Twitter. So that's just one example. There are a million examples of people who use Twitter for to create projects. If you go on um, TED Talks, there are a couple that I came across that are beyond me because I am not a high school math teacher, but there were a, are a couple really great ones on there of examples of teachers who have used Twitter um, to do very high level math projects. So I recommend that you look that up. That's it in a nutshell for today. I hope I gave you at least six, seven, eight million reasons, just kidding, of why you should create a Twitter and use it in your classroom. It truly, truly, truly is a valuable learning tool. And it is not just a way to follow what the Kardashians are doing on a daily basis. Although am I guilty of that? Yes. 
but seriously. It is a wonderful educational tool. Social media, unfortunately, gets a really bad name because, yes, there are some, some bad things out there, but let's not focus on what's bad and what our students could come across. Let's focus on what we want them to come across, and let's focus on all the amazing things out there, all the amazing educational opportunities that are out there for our students. So I thank you for listening. Give me some feedback. Keep it kind, ladies and gentlemen. This is my first one after all. Give me suggestions. Give me anything. Tweet me. It's all I want you to do. If there's one thing that you do from this podcast is that you make a Twitter, you tweet me, you get a high five. Talk to you next week.